Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what CGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, you work things good, and that is what we That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an insightful show. Sure. Is a lion that guards the universe, and that lion lives in me. So, that, so that, that makes me what? Makes me a lion. If I carry a lion spirit, I am a lion by nature. I'm a lion by design. I don't want you to respond in fear to the devil. Greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in the world. And you must carry this mindset. I feel genuinely bad for, for when this was happening. I feel bad for people, right? I feel... But I must also remember that I am exempted by design. I am exempted. I am exempted. So, I come from a place of the liberated to liberate others. I must put myself in the same ship as them. I can't solve a problem from the level it was created. I have to step up to solve the problem. So I must see myself from where I am. Step with Christ in heavenly places. Christ said, nobody took his life. He laid it down so that he can pick it up again. So, no one should be able to take the life of a believer. We, when it's time, we and God will lay it down. Do you my point here? So, we cannot afford to live in fear. There has to be that roar of the land inside of you. You have to have this righteous anger against evil. That is not me evil we kill. It's not me that being in fear of evil. It's not me. It's not me. It's not me. There has to be this knowledge of who you are in Christ. And this anger against evil. Anger. We don't, we don't negotiate with evil. We don't beg evil. We don't please, We judge evil. You cannot kill me, sir. I refuse to die in your hands. Amen. So this is the idea. Don't respond in fear. As I said earlier in the first service, the devil likes to mount pressure. He likes to mount. This is the way he behaves. He starts one thing. He sees the, how, how worried people are. He now, makes, he now gives us overdose of worry in the same season. To want to break people's will. That's the idea. To break your will. To break your hope. To break your, 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 your faith. That's the idea. So things happen. Bad things happen. You know, you're about later, later, consistently at the period. Why? It's after your heart. It's after your hope. It's after your expectation. So, you now have to respond in faith. Guard your hope. Guard your expectation. Guard yourself in, in knowledge of God. You, I, ref, I refuse to die in of a devil. I refuse to be murdered. Now, I'm not trying to downplay people it happened to because I'm actually angry. Okay? I'm not. I feel genuinely grieved by these things, okay? But I don't want you to be afraid. 
I don't want you to live in fear of the devil. Because what are the areas right now? There's mourning, there's fear, there's anxiety. But no, I live under an open heaven. I live under an open heaven. So goodness and mercy will follow me. Evil will bow before good. So evil bows before me. That's my response. That evil bows before me. If I enter a one chance bond, it becomes two chances. They must shut me down. That guy, please be going. Evil must bow before good. That has to be the believer's stand. That evil must bow before good. They came to preach Christ. They were asking for who is the person. They said, I am E. And they fell back downwards. Okay, they fell down. It means that if, if, if they want to go, they could not arrest him. They had to lay down his life. If he didn't lay it down, they could not take it. I'm a child of a lion. I am a lion. Amen. I'm a child of a lion. I, am, I refuse to, to preach a faithless Christianity. A weak one. Where everybody's weak the same way. Everybody's weak. Unbeliever weak. Believer weak. I refuse it. I refuse that one that says, anything can happen to anybody. Anything can to anybody. I refuse it. We will stand on God's word. Okay? We will stand on God's word. That evil will bow before good. I pray that whatever that, that perpetrator is, is caught in the name of Jesus. We see justice in the name of Jesus. I want to pray more than that. I'm trying to hold back myself, not to pray, kind of prayer that I'm in the mood for praying, okay? But justice will prevail in the name of Jesus. Wherever they are right now, perpetrated evil. These schemas of evil, these evil people, we pray judgment in the name of Jesus. We pray, say, say the amen well. In the name of Jesus. An end must come to these things. In the name of Jesus. Wherever they are, you know, you know, um, you know, it's funny that every, 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 every time towards election, we see a spike in, a spike in, in, in evil. What, what, what is the cocoa gong? Every time, two years to election, this happens every time to when, when it's election time. Kidnappings, fights here, fights there. It's like when people want to stir it up towards election, they stir, they stir up violence. They, like, they want to stir it up. Why? Every time, election period, why? We pray for judgment. In the name of Jesus. They have, their plans are frustrated. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. The goodness of God. Glory to Jesus. So, at the cornerstone of our worldview as believers is the goodness of God. That God is good. That God is always good. That God is always good. That whatever He does is good. And that God is always in a good mood towards us, his children. He's always in a good mood towards us, his children. <sighs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God is always good towards me. So I operate under a open heaven. These things are vital. Because we live in evil, evil days. People are crazy in this country. So these things are vital. We cannot afford to play with these things anymore. We cannot afford to be a casual, a casual believer. Just believe in anything. Those days, are lo- those, days are, those, those, those days are gone. You have to fortify yourself with the knowledge of God. To have this role of a king inside of you. Alright? So that, you know, we go beyond just living free to free others. But we are not sure of your freedom. How do you free others? We have, we have to become fortified in knowledge of truth. God is counting on us, guys. 
is counting on us, that we in the rescue ship should bring others into the rescue ship and show them the reality of our life here. It's very important. Hallelujah. God is always good. So I will pray it under an open heaven. Matthew 7, 11. Matthew 7, 11. Matthew 7, 11. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask of him? So he says, if normal human beings, you know, regular fathers, you know, are good to their children, how much more, you know, God, the, uh, you know, our Heavenly Father, the one who is love himself, good gives, good, give good gifts to us, his children. So we're, we're meant to expect to live in expectation of the goodness of God. Again, when you live in this kind of period, you have to change your thinking to expect God's goodness. To not let the evil in the world to creep into our hearts. That's, that's the fight. We have to guard our hearts strongly in the goodness of God. So that the evil in the world doesn't go into your heart and shape your expectation. When in a world right now where people can just go on the road and just, just carry the gun and start shooting on the road, what happened to you? Nobody no, 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 no offended you. Just carry, you know, it's, the world is actually ridiculous right now, okay? There's violence and there's anger, right? But we must not allow those things in the world to creep into our hearts, okay? Hallelujah. So our Father delights in giving us good gifts. Okay? So, so we're, we're beneficiaries of His goodness and graciousness. So you go about expecting goodness and mercy. So you tell yourself that no matter, no matter what's happening in this world, I go about with goodness and mercy following me. I'm led by the Spirit. I'm guarded, you know, I'm divinely protected. I'm led into good things. I'm led away from evil. I'm led into good. I'm discerning. I'm discerning. Okay? So we must guard our heart with these realities. So we don't allow the evil in the world to creep into our hearts. That God is favorably disposed towards me. God is favorably disposed towards me. He is mindful of me. God is not doing, you know, mm, it'll be fine over my life. Mm, it'll be fine. No. He's mindful. He's thinking about He's concerned about me. Alright? Now, even though yes, there's evil, right? Okay, devil, we have an active devil. Going all over the, all over the world, creating, wreaking havoc, you know, through people and all that kind of stuff, right? The, the world is evil, right? But we also know that there's a good God. Okay? There's a mighty God that is favorably disposed towards us as children. And we know that evil will bow before good. Evil will bow. So, you know, the power of the blessing is part of the cost. The evil in the world can, is not a match for the God at work in me. Okay? So, I expect his goodness to follow me. Even though the world is evil, right? I expect his goodness and his mercy to follow me. It's my inheritance. It's my lot. It's my lifestyle. It's my experience. So, it's, beyond, it's beyond just, just, just a theology. It's not just we teaching these things. It is how our lives ought to be. My life should be a testimony of God's goodness. My life should be what? A testimony of God's goodness. Glory to God. The one in you is greater than the one in the world. So even the devil goes about like, like, a, like a rary lion, like a, okay, looking for one to devour. But God is at work in me. My protector, my defense, evil will bow before good. I live under a open heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Psalm 103, 8 to 13. 
Psalm 103, 8 to 13. Once you go, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he abide anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. All right? Amen. Verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far as we removed our transgressions from us. 13. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. All right? So it says, your Lord, the Lord your God is compassionate. is gracious towards us. is slow to anger, abounding in love. So God is not, you know, out there to punish for mistakes. He's not added to, you know, to flog for your errors. He's out to, you know, he's abounding in love and mercy towards you. So we're not walking in fear of error, in fear of judgment, in fear of, if I make this mistake, God will punish me. No, we live, you know, in the consciousness of his goodness. That God is slow to anger, is abounding in love and compassion towards me. So I don't, you know, I don't live in, you know, that feeling of if I just make a mistake right now, thunder will fire me. No, I live in expectation of His goodness. That my Father loves me, my Father cares for me, my Father is mindful about me, my Father is eager to give me good gifts. He's more willing to bless me than I'm willing to receive. He's more, he's more willing to bless me than I'm willing to ask for. All right, God is more willing to bless me that I'm willing to receive. is my father. He loves me. The God of all the earth, the commander of the heavenly armies, is for me. It's not against me. It's with me. It's not against me. It's on my side. It's always on my side, okay? And it's always in a good mood. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 2, 1 to 5. Ephesians 2, 1 to 5. Want to go... As for you, your identity, transgressions, and your sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Please pause. Now, the evil in the world is produced by spirit. These things are not, you know, yes, that, that, of, man, that, that of man is wicked, right? It's wicked because the spirit at work in them. The spirit at work in the unsaved. Okay? This is what I'm talking about. Now, but these people are controlled by demonic spirits. Some of the evil we see in this world, you know it's not, not ordinary eye, it's only a psychopath. It's only demons at work in this person. Alright? But thank God, God's spirit lives in you. The one you can shut off works of wickedness. You can stop their operations. You can limit their spread. You can put on yourself a zone of protection. Not in my corner. Not in my house. Not, not to my loved ones. The one in you is greater than the one in the world. Alright? Let's go. Verse 3. Verse 3. All of us also lived among them at one time together, gratifying the face of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest were by nature deserving of wrath. Alright? But God, because of his great love, sorry, I'm reading NKJV in my head. <laughs> All right, let's go. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, verse 5, 
made us alive with Christ, even when we're dead in transgressions, okay? It is by grace you have been saved. Now, for me, the key word there is this, that God, okay, because of great love towards us, God who is rich in mercy. So God is rich in mercy towards you. God is what? Is rich in mercy towards you. You live in his mercy. You live in the mercy zone. You're not begging for mercy from God. You live in his mercy zone. It's not that like when you pray and fast, you now enter his mercy. No, we live in his mercy. God is rich in mercy towards me. Say to yourself. Hallelujah. I live in his mercy. He has great love for me. Okay? And God, we know God is unchangeable. It's constant. It's not going to change. So if God, if God is loving, God is loving. He's always loving. He's always gracious. Okay? Malachi 3.6 says, I, the Lord, do not change. God speaks about himself. I, the Lord, I don't change. So God is constant. He's always in a good mood towards me. Amen. He's always, always in a good mood. So I can always come before him boldly with confidence, knowing that God is always in a good mood towards me. Doesn't matter how I feel or what happens around me, God is always in a good mood towards me. So that's why I, I live under an open heaven consistently. Because God does not change. God does not change. Amen. Hallelujah. Whoosh. I live under an open heaven. So God is always good. Whatever he does is good. Is consistently good. God does no evil. Alright? God is always good. Amen. And God does not change. You know, when we when pastor talk about that, talk about, you know, and God changed his mind. It's not as though God changed his mind per se. It is God speaking in the manner of men. Okay? Talk, talking in a way that we can, we can have conversations together. Okay? So it's not as though God changed his mind per se. God cannot change. Okay? God, you know, the outcome, outcomes change. Okay, but it's not as though God's personality character, God's character is consistent, okay? He cannot change. So it's not as though God now said, okay, because, because you, you begged me, I will not punish them. No, he's always loving, he's always gracious. It's just God, you know, also operating in mass priestly ministry, okay, to, to hold back evil outcomes. So God allows us, you know, to, to in prayer, to, to hold back evil outcomes. God did not change, right? It's just that, you know, outcomes can change when we engage in our priestly ministry, but God himself is unchanging. Do you get that? Do you get that? So God loves, you know, that he will tell, see, great people are going. So and so evil, so and so evil is coming and is very near. So now, so now, so now goes to pray to intercede. What happens is that the evil is delayed to, to allow room for repentance. Do you understand? So God did not change. He's always the same. Always good. Always kind. Always, always wanting to bless people. That's, that's his nature. Okay? But sin... Seen, you know, as a culture, seen, seen as a nation of people, okay, seen as, as character, you know, can, by default, you know, make consequences of sin abound. Sometimes it falls on the innocent ones. But in intercession, we, you know, we hold back evil. Not change God. God is always good. It's just us getting our priestly ministry, okay, to, in prayer, to, to create a spell of, of protection, a spell of, 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 of mercy, around people deserving of judgment. I quoted it, okay? Amen. Amen. Alright? So God does not change. You know what we'll read? What we'll read in Exodus 34? Exodus 34. Let's go to Exodus 34. 
34. 5 to 7. Can we go together? Want to go. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate, gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Yet, he doesn't leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes children for, for, and children, children for, their, for the sin of their parents to the third and fourth generation. Let me explain that, okay? So, so in, in 33, Moses prayed and said, God, show me your glory. And in response to that, God, showed him, God, God said this to him, that, you know, you are praying to know more of me, right? This is me, the Lord, gracious, compassionate, slow to anger. That's good, right? Now see this part where he says, he'll punish children for the sins of their parents. Now, this doesn't look good. This is worrisome, right? Amen. That makes me wonder, does God punish children for their father's sins? Now, we have to understand Bible language. We have to understand how to balance scripture with scripture. So I said earlier, you know, that sin can become a culture. And so also its consequences pass down to people in that culture. Do you understand? In a way, parents pass down their sins to their children. Not that they pass, pass down the consequence. They pass down the culture of the sin. Some, 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 some sins can start off as, as um, you know, abnormal, periodic, but the next generation it becomes like a cultural thing. So even our world right now, some, 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 some were more abominable 10 years ago. Now they are more popular. That, that's, that, that, that sin becoming a culture. So, and so also, the concept of sin becomes, in quotes, a culture, passed down to generations. So it's not as though God directly influences generations, okay? It's people reaping consequences consequence of their own sin, you know, naturally, okay? Generation to generation, because sin becomes a culture. Clear? Does that make sense to you? Make sense to you? Sin, as in itself, is on destruction. Sin, as in itself, is on consequences. The way you touch power and you get shocked. Sin in itself carries its own consequences. Sometimes delayed doesn't mean it's not coming. Sometimes unseen doesn't mean it's not there. Okay? So when sin becomes cultural, so also does the consequence become inherited. Second Chronicles 7. 13 to 14. Second Chronicles 7. Let's go together. 13 to 14. One to go. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send a plague among my people. Please follow. Look at 14. Look at 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. So look, this is what it means. So even in that generation of people suffering percussion of sin, that if they repent and call on God's name, their land will be healed and restored. So you see that it's not God's, it's not God's will that people suffer. So if, even if it looks like they're inheriting, you know, sin of their parents and, and, and its consequences, if they, that generation will repent and turn, they will be healed also. So it's not as though God is passing down punishment of sin. It is sin itself. It is all sin of destruction. And if anybody repents of the sin, you know, the destruction can be rolled off. Do you understand? This is the idea. God is good. God is good. So we have to read scripture with the lens of God's goodness. Otherwise, something is called, they look like, ah, this is, this is ridiculous, right? We have to read scripture with the lens of God's goodness. They begin to interpret scripture with scripture. 
don't be, don't be quick to just say, ah, uh-uh, this God is wicked here. Calm down. Do, do your research, okay, to have better understanding. Are we good? Are we good? All right. God is good. He's always good. Okay? So also is sin evil. Sin is always evil. Nigeria right now is suffering sin. Our problem is sin at many levels. Sin at many injustice everywhere, even amongst us to ourselves. So someone comes to say, I want COVID, COVID vaccine. And that is the person, do you want the vaccine? Or we should give you a letter that says you're taking the vaccine. Why? Now that's not worry. Of course, that's his, that's his issues. But that one is just we to ourselves. Someone came up for, for vaccine. I'm telling him, should I just give me money and I, and I write, you took vaccine. Why? So we see sin at many levels causing death. They tell you, to, they're working at, 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 at FRSC. Do tests for people before you can get, give them license. They give you money, you give them license. Sin at many levels. We, at many levels, causing, doing things that lead to death. So that driver, that, that I gave license, that driving, the potential mother, the potential, potential mother, he would, he would like to kill somebody. They say don't drink and drive. You say if I drink small, I'll be fine. You drink small and eat somebody. Don't speed drive. I'm a James Bond. I'm a mad-ass driver. I can do any. I'm, I'm an expert. Sin, as in it. So it's not, see, in that case now, we cannot say God did it. It's us. Sin and its consequences. Sometimes, sometimes it, lands on, it lands on innocent people. So we have to you know, not see these things, because people call it acts of God. Usually it's not acts of God, it's just people. People. They gave you money, your nepa to do, to do poll. Look at the cheapest poll to buy. It fell down, people got burnt. Sin, Christ in itself, is no consequence of death. All right? And it's so common around here. Nigeria's cut corners too much. We cut corners by, it's cultural. So we'll see the cultural consequence of sin also. So God is good. God is good. Sin is bad. And we don't get to the big sins like that. The, the, the big ones start from the small sins. Attendance in class is no good. You wrote your name there. You are learning to cut corners. By, you are learning to cut corners. <laughs> now you are laughing. <laughs> those big they don't start like that they start with the small things example you are stuck you ask your neighbor my guy I beg now number two number two I beg now just shift small me I say I'm shift small me I say I'm sin in itself Christ is also now imagine you are in medical school you are shifting let them see you are not learning you are dubbing you are a potential fake doctor Now, they give you money, your facility manager, they give you money to service the gen. You want to go and buy the cheapest oil. Work in an hospital. While working in a, in a surgery, gen goes off, somebody dies. Sin, Christ in itself, is all seed of death. Now, when things are now many, like this, you do yours, I do mine, everybody does this, what happens? Chaos. That's Nigeria's story. That's Nigeria's story. So, evil here, evil there, evil there. It's because sin has become cultural. Every Nigerian cost corners. Every Nigerian. Give money for, for projects. We look for the cheapest material for the project. Cheapest material for the project. Even tailor, cheapest fabric. Cap, not your own, sir. Carpenter, cheapest wood. 
and I'll paint it well. Sin, Kaiser itself, is own seed of death. That's why if people will repent as a culture and turn to God, there will be change. It starts from us. We have to actually repent of these things. They give you projects, whether it's for a deadline to do it. You can't give your best. You can't give your best. Now, we all do it, though. Nobody said anything, though. But we have to repent. Even for the last two days, two months projects, three months, I've been there for, as, as, as a coder. I've been, I, I've been there. You leave it to the last two, I've been there. So it's not, it's not, it's not anybody's personal soul. But we have to repent. As a culture, we have to repent. Excellence. As a culture, excellence. Excellence. You're a child of God. God is good. You too be good. Be kind. Be kind. Be kind. So that when we are looking at that and the world and blaming God, let's narrow it down a bit and see how we ourselves are causing issues in our world. Amen. Amen. So, people, we tend to look at those big sins people commit. They did not start big. It takes a while for your conscience to die. People's don't, don't, doesn't just go off at once. It starts with the smartest people do. The more you sin, the more your, your conscience goes weaker. So you are, you are empowered for the, for the bigger sin. So you do the smaller sin today, you, you just, nothing. You are, you are getting yourself stronger in sin for the next big sin. So cut it off now. Let the small things trigger your conscience. Let the small things hurt you. Let the small things grieve you. Let lying be foreign to you. If Yoruba will say, if you lie, you will steal. It's a matter of time. So, can we, how did I get here? God's goodness, okay. Can we, as a culture, repent of these things? So, we see young people are saying, I want to do politics because I want to steal money. Young people, 25 years old, planning for politics to steal money. You are, that's your goal for politics. That me too. Can I, cast, can I cast them here? So my, 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 my school, online, my secondary school alumni, so having a joke in our group, and talking about how we win Lagos money. I'm like, you people too? We can't think the way people that brought us here are thinking. It will turn around to, to bite our asses. It will turn around. If your kids miss it, your children might not miss it if you are the sinner. It will come, it will come around to bite. Can we pray and say, God exempts me while doing evil? God exempts me. How? Amen. Do you understand? See, our, our faith has to be raw again. Raw faith, raw, raw righteousness, raw holiness. The raw type has to be raw, raw again, raw holiness. In the fear of God, let's go back to what it, what, what it should be. Not the one that will lie now and say, God forgive me, God forgive me, and lie again, lie again next minute. You are toiling in God's goodness. You're, you're, you're not sure I present for God's goodness. And if you're all doing it, the country is dying. Okay? So don't call it acts of God. Don't blame God. He's, he's as great as we are. He's grieved by, he is grieved by these things. It hurts him. He's, he's grieved. He was so grieved, he told them in, in, in Genesis 6, let's just allow people to just, let, let's just allow the flood to just carry them and the green land. Because these people are terrible. Just, it's, too, it's an eyesore. It's too bad to see. It's too, as in, it's too, it's too, ah. How broke are you that kidnap people to make money? You sell organs to make money. How broke? What is your problem in this life? Sin as a culture will produce death as its consequence. So when these things are common in your culture, 
it's not God punishing your, punishing your country. It is sin congregated together, producing death as a culture. Amen. All right? When we, when we deviate from God's laws, we are planting ahead of ourselves destruction. God says, my, my is man and, man and woman. We say, man and man is not bad. Uh, yeah. Sin has consequences. Amen. All right? Okay, let's continue. James 1, verse 8 to 17. James 1, 8 to 17. James 1, 13 to 17. Plus, I actually beg us to take this thing about, about being righteous seriously. Leave it out. Don't, just, don't be a fraud just saying, I'm saved by grace to faith. You're living, you're, living, you're living against the faith you, are, you, are, you say you're saved by. And you're saying, I'm saved by grace to faith. I'm saved by to faith. You have been, you have been fraudulent. Leave it out. Don't just be saying it. Cha, cha, cha. Leave it out. Let's be righteous in our dealings. Be fair in your dealings. Amen. Now, I know you, you, you go to the past. Today's a new day. Start again. Start again. James 1, let's go. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. Let's go together. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does it tempt anyone. Look at that. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. You know, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin when it is full grown gives birth to death. Look at that. 16. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly light, who does not change like shifting shadows. So God does not change. Only good things come from God. Okay? So God, God, God doesn't tell anyone is evil. People do evil. You know, when they, they have those thoughts, they dwell on it, act it out, and over time it leads to death. Now, death doesn't always mean physical death. It means death of opportunities, of love, you know, of... of, of, um, of of good welfare, Nigeria, just think about Nigeria. That is death in operation. Yes. It is sin everywhere, leading to death. People think that, you know, because you don't see sin's effect immediately, you think sin is not affecting you. But those things they are doing, they are doing and doing and doing, run from because they are actually producing a form of death, they are not sin. Death of love affairs, of opportunities, of time, of, of, of hope. Even of faith. I see many people start, start, start their relationships very well. Okay? And when they allow sin to build its house there, usually, usually to, to crash and burn, to, usually to burn. To crash and burn, usually. Or they will marry and they'll be struggling. Because sin carries its own self a seed of death. When, when we say wrong from sin, it, it's, not because, it's not because your sin does not change, change God's outcomes or realities. It's about our lives and what sin can do to people. Keep things pure. Very important. Okay? So God does not afflict us with evil. It is sin and its effects that brings about evil in our world, okay? So don't say God is doing me. Something happens to you. God, God is not doing you, okay? God is not doing you, okay? God, only good things come from God. Where there is evil is from the devil and also, you know, effects of sin in people and in nations and communities, all right? Good. Only good things come from God. So we must see God as the healer, not the afflictor. The redeemer, not the punisher. Amen. 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 God is love. 
Whatever he does comes from love. First John 4, 7 to 12. First John 4, 7 to 12. Once you go, dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Verse 8. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Look at this. This is how God showed us his love, you know. He sent his one and only son to the world that was my lift train. Verse 10. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent us a son as a son sacrifice for our sins. 11. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. 12. No one has ever seen God, but if one another, God is in us and his love is complete amongst us. This is the idea, okay? That God is love. And this love is not about us trying to love God first. It's us knowing that God loves us. So we must, we must you know, dwell more on God loves me than on I love God. Me knowing God loves me and parts respond in love to him. So my thoughts must focus on the love of God towards me. Not trying to stay up myself to love him. is to dwell on his love, enjoy his love, his love, and let his love now produce in me love towards him and to others. You understand? So knowing that God is always good to me, he's always kind, always forgiving. When I dwell on it, you know, I begin to be able to produce out his love towards him and towards others. So the first thing is that God loves me. That, that should be my starting point. Instead of thinking, I love you, Lord. I like that, right? There is more strength in saying, God loves me. My love can shake, right? His love towards me is, is always constant. It cannot shift. It can't change. All right? John 3, 6, 17. John 3, 16, 17. We all know it, right? We know John 3, 16. We all know it, right? We all do, right? Do we, do we actually do we know it? Okay, let's do a test. Without the screen. I know you know it. I'm whining you. Give me a screen. <laughs> All right. This one's already one vibing. For God so loved. More, 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 more. On to go. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. 17. For God not sent his son to the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Look at that. That's for God so loved the world. So God sees the world through his eyes of love. Now, the world there, world, the world there is cosmos. Okay? It is not just the people. It's the people and the systems. So God cares about the world. The people and its systems. Because why? The systems affect the people. The systems oppress or, you know, lift up the people. So God cares about the world. So if God cares about the world, I also have to ask what? To care about the world. To see the world through the eyes of love. Not just say, I'm going to heaven. That's fine, right? I must see the world through the eyes of love. To see the world, you know, to see how I can bring change. How I can help people. How I can solve problems. Not, not just, I will jump out to heaven. No. How my time here will be impactful, meaningful, to express God's love towards people. How I can, with God's help and, and, and the help of, of, the help of brethren, cure hunger in my community. How I can do, do inventions that solve problems. How I can clothe the naked. How the homeless. Seeing the world through the lens of love. How I can get involved in politics, politics in, in, in business, in, in whatever, to bet change because I see the world through the eyes of God's love. 
I'm not just saying it's end time so the world can crash and burn. No. To see the world through the eyes of love for God. is To expect you know, God's goodness to flow through me to the world. And to see that I live, under, I, live, I live under an open heaven. To see how I can stretch this open heaven to the world around me. How I can, with the open heaven over my life, produce a spare of goodness around my community, my, my, my industry, my family, my nation. Do you understand? So, we're not meant to just, you know, to just hold the goodness, but to leave it out to solve problems, to show, to help the world around us, to live in the goodness of God through us. Amen. So it's beyond how to blame and become a billionaire. It is how can I, with God's grace, you know, create wealth, solve problems in the process, okay, and sp- spread through me the spare of God's goodness because I'm seeing the world through the eyes of God's love. Amen. Amen. This is v- very vital that we we'll see the world through the eyes of God's love, God's goodness. God, again, I'm, re- I'm recapping. God loves the world, the cosmos. The world there is cosmos. The people and his systems. So he wants to use us to fix the people and the world systems. So it means we have to engage in the systems. Be involved in his politics, in his economy, in his welfare systems. So we can, you know, with, 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 with God's help through us, you know, to spread about his goodness, okay, to the cosmos. Amen. All right? Hallelujah. So God's love and his goodness, right, is also full of truth. God is good, is gracious, but his grace is not, is not freestyle, okay? His grace is also truthful. So, so God, God doesn't just affirm our own, our own choices and say, I love you, live anyhow. Because sin produces death. So God, 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 God in his love for us corrects us. Shows us this is wrong, this is bad. So also, as God's loving children, we don't just tell people, I love you. Do, just do anything you want to do. I love you, Shah. No, love that is, that is true comes with truth. Okay? Love says the truth. I love you, right? But this stuff will kill you. Stop it. Not just do your thing. Keep doing it. I love you. No, that's not love. Love forgives. Love corrects. Amen. Are we good? Okay. So God is good. So... I live under an open heaven. So we see God's goodness perfectly, you know, um, revealed in Christ. We know Christ, according to Hebrews 1.3, is God's image, okay? That's what's in Christ, Christ 1.15. That Christ is the image of God, okay? is the perfect reflection of God. When we see Christ, we see God's character. Whatever God does, the, fa- the Son does also, God the Father. Whatever the, fa- whatever the Son does also, the Father does. The Father and the Son are one in character, one in, one in everything, okay? So if the Father is good, the Son is good. Amen. Do you get that point? So we don't say, ah, God is angry in the OT and good in the, new, in, the, in the new one. God does not change. His nature is the same, okay? But we'll see God clearer in His Son. So His Son came to the world to show us God's character. So, to know God, I look at Jesus. So, someone said, the, the question is Job. The answer is Jesus. So, why did Job go through clinical, clinical, clinical? Well, we don't know, but the answer is Jesus. That in Jesus, we see God's character perfectly. Someone can ask, why did God ask us what happened to Job? That's the question. The answer is Jesus. We see God's character perfectly, clearly in Jesus. Acts 38. Acts 10, 38. The goodness of God. 
want to go, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy Spirit and power, and they went around doing good and healing always under the power of the devil because God was with him. So we see the, the, the afflictor is the devil and the healer is Jesus. Amen. So what we see, even in our world, we're not blaming God for it, okay? We know who the afflictor is, okay? Or the afflictor, which is confusing, okay? So the afflictor, I think the afflictor. Afflictor, okay. All right. Oh, join. Are you sure? I'm, on, I'm online. Oh, join. All right. So the afflictor is the devil. The healer is Jesus. He's always good. Always willing to, to heal and deliver. So he went around doing good and healing away under the power of the devil. John 10 10. John 10 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. <laughs> I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So the thief is, 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 is the, you know, the devil, you know, is the thief. He steals, he kills, he destroys, okay? But God in Christ came to give us life, full life. Not just, you know, a managed life, right? To live life to the full. This is God's will for you, that you live life to the full. He's good towards you, so you live under a hopeful level. Amen. Amen. Matthew 8, verse 1. Want to go? All right. Large crowds follow him. Follow them. Okay. Verse two. Verse. Ah, wait. Oh, from verse one. How do we get to verse five, dude? All right. Verse two. Verse two. Okay. And knelt before him and said, "Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean." Verse three. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man, and I am willing. He said, "Be clean." Immediately, he was cleansed of his leprosy. Look at that. So he went to say, God, if you are willing, heal me. Now, Christ did not say, I'm not willing, or I'm willing next year. I'm willing. He touched him, and he was healed. So we see that God's character is he always wills to heal the sick. God is always willing to see the sick healed. No, we said that Christ mirrors God perfectly. Alright? So, in him, we see the will of God. So, whenever anybody asks Christ, are you willing? That was always, yes, I am willing to be healed. Hallelujah. Let's go. Verse 4. Then Jesus said to him, that like you don't tell anyone, but go yourself to the priest, and offer the gift most commanded, as I to them. Five, let's rush it. A centurion came to him, asking for help. Verse 6. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home, paralyzed, suffering terribly. Okay? Jesus said to him, Shall I come and heal him? Centurion replied, Lord, okay? But just said the word, my servant will be healed. Look at that. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, Go, and he goes. And that one, Come, and he comes. Says my servant, Do this, and he does it. Verse 10. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, Truly I tell you, I've not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you, that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of God. But the subject of the kingdom will be thrown outside into darkness, and we will be weeping and gushing of tears. 
Alright. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, let it be done for you as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that very. Please pause. So Christ came to him and said, Christ told him, Should I follow you to your house to heal him? And this guy told Jesus, No. He said, Don't bother coming. He told Christ what to do. Just say the word. So he took Christ from operating on a, on a lower level of faith with him to a higher level. The man initiated a bigger miracle. That miracle was always in God, right? Because God can do all things through Christ. But the man changed the game. He said, don't come, don't come to my house. Can we do this instead? Now, Christ did not say no. Christ operated with the man at the level of faith. And it happened for the man as man believed it would. That just said what is fine. So also, it is for us that now work with God that we should desire to step up the game. Have bigger dreams. Expect bigger things. Knowing that all, all, all things are available in Christ, in God, and is happy towards me, is willing to do good towards me. So I should operate, you know, expecting a high level of God's goodness. Do you understand that? That we can stretch the game. We can change the game. We can, we, no, God is, is eager to force our desires, okay? So we should begin to desire big things. Did you catch that? Did you get it? Should I say it again? Yes. Let me say it again. If not, get it very well. Okay, so this guy came and told Christ, my, my servant is suffering terribly, okay? And Christ says, should I come to your house to heal him? That's the norm, that he will come, touch, and he'll be healed. This man said, no, don't bother coming. Just send the word. So Christ was trying to operate at, 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 with him at the level of this faith. He said, no, let's take it higher. So ordinary man can, 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 can tell God, let's do bigger than that. That God permits us as children to dream bigger than, to, to dream wild, to dream big, to dare big things. That God is not there say, t- telling you no. How can you, how can you have such a big dream? How can, you dare, how can you dare that kind of risk? That God is always calling you higher. That can, can you even dare a little more? Can we, can we, can we change the game a little higher? This means to us, to, to us that you can always dream big with God. And God will affirm it. You get my point here? It will affirm your thoughts of faith. Is a desire for goodness. Let's go on. Is that good? Yes, this is my idea, okay? Dream big, a child of God. God is good towards you. You're putting under an open heaven. So have big dreams. Dare big things for God. You know, have a stretched mind. Stop saying, God, God cannot, cannot, this, cannot, cannot do that. Stop it. Stop. God is good towards you. Dare. Dare. Uh, God cannot, cannot change our country. Don't leave, leave, leave all those don'ts. Cannot. It won't. Let God use you in your own sphere. Have big dreams, all right? Dream with God. Expect big things. Know that God is out to show through you His goodness. So uh, expect goodness. You will live on that open heaven because God is always good towards you. So expect it. Hallelujah. Let's go. Verse 14. When Jesus came to Peter's mother's house, saw Peter's mother, in, in, you know, laying in bed with, with fever. Right, let's go. 15. 15. He touched her hand and the fever left her. And she got up. See, the normal, the normal realm is to touch. Alright? But in that man's case, he just sent a word. Both, both of them works, okay? I have it. You know, it works, right? But the thing has to touch, okay? And he touched me because my mother-in-law and she also was healed. Because God's will is always healing. Alright? 16. When evening came, 
many were demon possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirit with the word and healed all the sick. 17. So to fulfill the words spoken through prophet Isaiah, took up his families and bore. The Bible says he healed all that came to him. He didn't tell them, I don't want to heal you now. You know, it's not my will. Come tomorrow. So we see that God's will is always healing because God is always good. So where people don't get healed, we can't say God did not, God did not want to. God is good. It's going to break. Okay, pick it up. Before you not break. <laughs> okay, amen. You get my point here. So when, when people don't get healed, and, and we don't know why they didn't get healed, God is good. Because we see God in Scripture, that, that His will is always to heal. So when people don't get healed yet, they're not saying, maybe God is not willing. God is always willing. Amen. So we sometimes wonder, when did they get healed? We don't always know the answers, right? But God is always good. And that must be our stand. That even, even, even when I don't my, my prayers answered yet, God is good. And that is that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Alright? So, because God is good towards me, I want to wrap it up like this. I see my world through the eyes of his goodness. I see people, the challenges, through the eyes of his goodness. So I see the sick, and I see healing. I see the poor, I see prosperity. I see the oppressed, I see freedom in them. I see them with the eyes of God's goodness. I see broken nations, and I see those nations with the eyes of God's goodness. That how would it be if God can find us believers you know, to, to operate his goodness towards us to fix our city? Like, can I dream with God and dream to see a city without crime? Is it possible I live on and open them? So for me, all things are possible. Can I dream of, of a business that will solve big problems? Yes, I live on that open heaven and God is always good towards me. Amen. Amen. Can I see Lagos, you know, with all the beggars on the road? I'm going to see how God, with through us, his children, take them off the road. How? We don't know, but we live on that open heaven. I will see our world through God's goodness. That, that, will, that will stop this thing of you know, this end times theology that says in the end times everything, everything will burn and crash. It's funny because I, I said earlier, Canada is also in end time. Canada, they're in end time. Dubai too is in end time. So, so is Australia. They are all in end time. Why is your own end this, this evil? And we'll say it is God, it's prophecy. No, it's laziness. Micah 4. Micah 4. Another, another kind of end time. The same last days. Micah 4. Let's go together. In the last days, what of those temple? Are we together? On the screen. Again, want to go. Be established at the highest of the mountains. Be exalted above the hills, and people will stream to it. Many of us will come and say, Come, let's go to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The Lord will go out from Zion, not the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between many peoples and will settle disputes for strong nations far and wide. See, they will beat, they will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. They will change from making weapons for, of war to weapons for a Greek. 
Please pause. Can you see that? They will stop, they will change from making weapons of war into weapons of agriculture. So, he's seen here a war without wars. You know the funny thing? The unsaved are thinking this. Believers are thinking end time crash and burn. But you say your God is good. What you see is crash and burn. How does the world see better than our seeing? Let's go. Nations, not take up sword against Guy, but still, are you with us, Silas? Are you reading that thing? Okay. Let's go. Not take up sword against nation. Now, will they train for war anymore? Verse 4. Everyone sits under their own vine and under their own fig tree, and no one make them afraid, for the Lord Almighty has spoken. See that? So, they will, they will all have their own vines, they will have their own fig trees, prosperity and peace, and none will make them afraid. He said, last days. He didn't say, in the last day, heaven, rapture. He said, last days. So, if I see the world through God's goodness, this is what I'll be seeing, what I'll expect, what, what I'm walking towards. I'll, I'll stop walking towards heaven, Jackpa, to how, you know, I can bet God's goodness in the world around me. And because I live under an open heaven, I can play my part in bringing down God's goodness on the earth. You understand? So now this down to your, to, your, to your industry, to your field of work, to your career, your family, your community. How will I progressively be able to bet God's goodness in my time? How will I effectively occupy with God's goodness in the world around me? What role will I play to see the sick healed, the oppressed free, the hungry fed, and taught how to produce. What do I see? I see the world with God's goodness. I carry an open heaven, not just for me, but to dispense everywhere I go. That when I, wherever I go to, when, I, when there are problems, you know, I bring solutions. I bring favorable odds I, because I operate under an open heaven. This has to be how we see our lives, operating in the goodness of God. It will change how I think. So I go, I go from expecting, you know, this world is bad, this can happen to anybody, to I'm a child of God. I live in His goodness. Goodness and mercy follow me. I operate under an open heaven. So through me, people around me are saved. They are healed. They are free because I dispense to everyone around me this open heaven. I spread the influence of an open heaven everywhere I go. It is through you, through me, the church, that God will show the world his goodness. So, I must kite my brain, be responsible for it, okay, and see it shown in my world. So I go from being afraid of being a victim to be responsible to, to, to help people to be freed from being victims. Do you understand? I must change how I think that I'm a carrier of God's goodness. Amen. Can we rise? Sunan Yesu, 
The name of Jesus is your defense, is your protection, is your hope of God's goodness. You have the name. You are defended. You are protected. You live under an open heaven. Please walk your hands. He loves me. He's mindful of me. I want you to just think about this. About his love for you. His goodness towards you. That you live under your open heaven. That good things happen to you. Goodness and mercy follow you. This is your experience. This is your inheritance. That good things are your lot. For you, it's not chance. It's your nature. It's your lifestyle. It's not just once in a while. It's your daily experience. The goodness of God. You live under an open heaven. So only good things are permitted in your life. Only good outcomes. Only favorable results. Because you're placed under an open heaven. Think about it. Things work in your hands. It's not luck. It's God's goodness. It's not chance. It's your nature. It's your experience. You live expecting His goodness. The psalmist said, this is my confidence that I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. This is my expectation. The goodness of God. God is good towards me. Is my protection. Is my peace. So, so, so there's no anxiety here. Think about it. Let it fill your heart. Right. Lover of my soul to the song of all songs. One more time, go again. Romance me, oh lover of my soul. Ah, yeah. The song of all songs. That's with me. That's with me. Dance with me. It's simple. Oh. Lover of my soul, to the song of all songs. One more time. Dance with me, oh 
loves me is good towards me thank you Jesus thank you Jesus song of all songs is anyone right now watching us online or here in the house you're not born again you have to be born again to come on this open heaven if you are here or online. How do you get born again? It's simple. You put your faith in Jesus. You believe he died to pay for your sins. He was buried and rose up again to give you a brand new life. And you surrender to him as your Lord and Savior. That's that. So just say after me right now, if you're online or you're in the house, okay? Lord Jesus, I come for you today. I believe you died for my sins. You paid the price for my sins. You were buried, but you didn't stay buried. You rose up again to give me a brand new life. This morning, I receive your offer of free forgiveness. I, I, you know, I declare you as my Lord and Savior. This morning, I am born again. You pray that prayer from your heart. It's as simple as that, okay? You are born again. It's that simple. Just putting your faith in Jesus. It's that simple. So if you say that prayer after me, you'll see a link on your screen. A link on your screen, okay, to a form. Just fill the form with your name, phone number, and email. So we can reach out to you and help you to understand what you just did right now. So we can help you walk this journey and make you, help you get better and better in your knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Father, this morning we will bless you because we live in your goodness and we dispel to our world your goodness in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Can I have our seats? Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.